Hello. <laughs> it's good to be in the Lord's house this morning. And uh, <laughs> good to see everybody and hear everybody. And uh, even even the visiting and the, the fellowshipping, uh, it's, it brings a blessing to my heart. When I was sitting there and even when I got up and people were visiting and I, I thought, Lord, thank you. We've got such a close fellowship and so much love amongst one another. It's a blessing to be in God's house. And it's sure a blessing to see everyone that's here. We appreciate all our visitors that are here this morning. Uh, it just touches and blesses our heart. We're glad that God let this happen. Glad we're here. I want to read a scripture from uh, the eighth chapter of the book of Romans, uh, verses 16 and 17. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. And so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, I wondered about that when I was a lost boy, and I'd, I'd think, well, what will that spirit feel like? Will I really know it if it, if it touches me? And I'd ask my mom, she said, honey, you'll just know. You really will. And I want to say amen to that. When the Spirit of God got my attention, I really knew it. And when, when I trusted Jesus as my Savior and he came into my heart, I knew what the Spirit of God felt like. And so let's just stand for a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for everyone that's here. God, we praise your holy name and we thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, I would pray this morning uh, that you would touch people's hearts. And, Lord, I already feel like that uh, you're going to do that, but I want to ask it anyway. Please touch people's hearts, God, and invite them to an all repentance. Invite them to be, come and be saved this morning. Uh, God, just uh, whatever people's needs are, God, I pray that you speak to it powerfully. Bless the singing, whatever's being done, God, in our service today. Uh, Lord, we pray that you just anoint it with your Holy Spirit. And we ask you these things. And we praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated and we turn over to the choir. Brother Taylor. Page 8.
page 
Thankful to be here this morning. Um, thankful for those songs and thankful for the choir. Um, I love the last song we sang. I love all the songs, but God got my attention with that last song we sang. I'm, I'm thankful I have victory in Jesus this morning. And I pray and pray and pray this morning. If you're here and you don't, you're not able to say you have victory in Jesus this morning, I pray that you'll find victory in Jesus this morning at this altar this morning. So um, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for Sunday school. I'm thankful for the attendance. Um, like Terry talked about um, this morning, you could really feel the joy in the church house. You could really feel the love that the church had for each other. And it's not like that everywhere you go. Uh, you go to some churches and it just kind of feels like people are there because they have to be. And I'm appreciative of people who are there and they enjoy being here this morning. So it's good to be here. We'll ask if you will, everyone, please stand to your feet. We'll ask if anyone has an unspoken prayer request. Hands all over the house. Lots to pray for this morning. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Remember that. Appreciate that. That's right. Yeah, just remember Greg. Just remember the family of Danny Mason. I've had that family on my heart all morning, been thinking about him. Let's really pray for him. Well, Danny did pass away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, uh, Mr. Caskey, the grandpa of. Uh, uh, Dawn and Summer and Paige and them, uh, uh, he passed on. Mm. Uh, they, they don't know his arrangements yet, but uh, uh, but pray for both those families. Yeah, let's really remember that. Let's pray for both those families. Any... Yeah. Yeah, let's remember Tim. Remember that. I feel like we've been saying this a lot lately, but let's remember our sister churches. Um, lots to pray for with our sister churches, but let's also remember this service this morning here at Lima. Um, I've already said it, but I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here this morning for someone to get saved. Let's really lift up this service. Anybody else before we go to the Lord in prayer? Ask our Uncle Bill, lead us in prayer.
I should have mentioned this. I forgot. Let's pray for our uh, uh, Lord's Supper and foot washing this evening. Uh, we're really excited about having those services this evening and uh, would really encourage you. We'd lo really love to see a multitude of people stay for those services. And uh, it can really be a blessing to both you and the church if you take part in those services. So we really pray for both of those this evening. But uh, we'll ask at this time if anyone has a song or a testimony on your heart. Anybody at all? We're not in a hurry. We don't have a whole lot on our heart, but uh, we'd really love to see someone sing or testify if God's given you something to share with us. Appreciate that. That's good. Let's pray for it, church. We're going to get the youth group up. Appreciate Kenzie. I know this, but I want to remind you. Whenever God speaks to your heart, that's when you need to come to the altar. You don't have to wait till the youth group's through singing. You don't have to wait till I get up or I sit down. When God's Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart, the altar's available to you. Nothing is out of order when you're following the Holy Spirit. So obey the Lord this morning. Bless them, Lord. Just a few broken pieces to work with A handful of fragments of me But Jesus picked them all up With his sweet hand of love His vision was what I could be he took what the world saw as worthless and created a masterpiece made by mercy, shaped in love, formed by the Father's hand, grace from our God. 
Now I can't explain how he found me I was hopelessly lost in sin But Jesus could see what tomorrow would bring And he did his work within With the skill of the potter he We appreciate Mackenzie. Appreciate that song. I saw her at the mall yesterday shopping. I teased her about it. I hope she'd sing that song. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh, it starts off by saying, uh, just a few broken pieces, a handful of fragments of me. And that's how I was when the Lord saved me. I was just a handful of nothing before he came by and blessed me. And I appreciate it. I was talking to Cassandra on the way to Thanksgiving dinner yesterday. And I told her how thankful I am for everything God's given me. And I told her, I said, how good it is to think I prayed one day for the life I have right now. We are living in answered prayer and how thankful I am for it. Uh, do you remember the time you turned your head to the wall and really prayed for God to save you? And when's the last time you thanked him for it this morning? I'm so thankful for everything he's given us. I feel like right now I'll just turn over to my pastor. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in God's house this morning. I appreciate the Sunday school and the choir singing and the special song and opening up the testimonies, uh, and, and the good spirit that you're in. I'd even use the word atmosphere. There's just such a feeling here this morning. And, uh, of course, the Holy Spirit's what does that. But I just I appreciate uh, what I feel and the excitement I have. And uh, I'm like others have already said this morning, I really feel like that uh, God's going to speak to some people, and some people's going to have opportunity to get saved. And uh, I'm glad that God took those broken pieces that I had and put them together and uh, made something good. I didn't have the ability to make something good, but God did. I want you to turn with me, if you'd like to, in the scripture uh, to the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. And uh, 
we'll start reading about the 13th verse and read a few verses and then we'll go on over farther in that chapter and read a few more verses. But uh, I want you to pray very earnestly. And uh, verse 13, chapter 16, book of Acts. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which uh, resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, uh, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. And so I want to start right there, and, and uh, we'll go, like I said, we'll read some more later. But uh, this uh, Lydia, uh, she was a city of Thyatira, and uh, they worshiped God. Uh, but she still had something she needed. Uh, God opened her heart. How did he do that? Uh, he knocked at her heart by the Holy Spirit. And by faith, uh, she looked to God, and, and God uh, helped her to open her heart to him. He opened it. And uh, she got saved. And when she got saved, uh, she was willing to be baptized, and, and her whole house uh, got baptized with her. Now, uh, I want you, and I want to preach about a special family today. That's what's on my heart for a text, a special family. And so, now, because that she got saved, that didn't make her family get saved. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, we've got our own personal decision to make, and it's up to us whether we seek the Lord or not. But I've seen all down uh, through my life that when somebody gets saved, and uh, they really express it, and you can see the Lord in them, and uh, then part of, that's, part of that testimony is when they follow the Lord and get baptized. Uh, and I've told this many times, and they tell it again, when I was just a boy, I saw some of my friends uh, get saved, and it inspired me, and it caused me to want to be saved. And I'd see some of them get baptized, and uh, the preacher would talk about what it meant. He'd, he'd, he'd explain, he'd say, now water baptism doesn't have anything to do with saving your soul, but it's an outward expression and a testimony of what has happened on the inside. When you get saved by the grace of God, uh, that's a death, burial, and resurrection. That's being born again. Well, when we uh, take folks in the water, we submerge them in the water, that represents death and burial, and we raise them up, that represents a resurrection. That's a testimony about that. And so uh, Lydia, uh, she opened up her heart, God opened up her heart, and she got saved and she got baptized in her whole household. How, how wonderful that is. And, uh, and then, uh, but let me uh, go on. After that, uh, the disciples, uh, they really infuriated the people of the city down there. And uh, the, the Bible said over here in verse 20, and said, uh, they brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. They even accused them of teaching things that were wrong and things that troubled them. You know, the world doesn't like what the church teaches. And so uh, when they took them to the magistrates and they responded to the people and uh, they took them down here and they put them in jail. And uh, Paul and Silas were down there in jail. Uh, and uh, listen, uh, they uh, charged the jailer down there to keep them safely. And the Bible said uh, down here in verse 24, I believe, said they put them in the inner prison. Now, uh, that's the high security place. Uh, can you imagine taking two men like Paul and Silas and putting them in a high-security prison. 
Uh, that was, uh, there, there was a prison, and there was the inner part, and then, of course, there was a wall around that, and there was a gate on the outside of that. They put them in the most secure place that they could put them. They were going to keep them uh, from telling the story about Jesus. Well, I praise God. Here's what happened. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the other prisoners heard them. Now, you think about that. Uh, boy, I hope I would have done that way. Uh, I, I might have just got off in a corner and cried and said, I don't know why this is happening to me. Uh, that's human nature. But I, I hope and pray that I wouldn't have done that way. Uh, I'd want to do like Paul and Silas did here. Uh, they sang praises to God. Well, you, wait a minute, preacher. You mean they'd been put in the most secure place in the prison, locked up, and it looked like, just from looking at it, looked like there was no chance to get out, no way to break out of here, and still they praise God. I'm telling you what, uh, no matter what kind of trouble we have in life, if we'll lean on the Lord and trust Him, we can still have the joy that's down on the inside. Uh, Brother Bob, I've had some rough times in my life a few times, nothing like that, but I've had some times that seemed rough to me, but when I could humble my heart and pray, God would stir and He would move in our blame, and I'd feel heaven in my soul, and I could say, thank you, Lord. I'm glad that I've got you, and I'm glad you've got me. And so, uh, but listen, and so they sang praises unto God, and, and the prisoners heard them. Listen, when we'll tell our story, somebody's going to hear it. Uh, when we'll be a light, somebody's going to see it. And so the Bible said down here in verse 26, certainly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's uh, bands were loosed. Now, I'm telling you what, God can do things we can't do. God can fix things we can't fix. God can open doors we can't open. Uh, well, preacher, how do we have access to that? By faith. We need to trust the Lord. No, get this part down here when it's going on down through here. The keeper of the prison, it's down here in verse 27. He awakened out of sleep and seeing the prison doors open, uh, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Uh, he, had, uh, he just had uh, so uh, much anguish over the fact that he felt like a failure. Uh, he was given the job of keeping these men locked up. Here he saw the doors all open. He assumed they'd all fled. He was going uh, to commit suicide because he felt like such a failure. I'm telling you what, uh, uh, suicide's not a good thing, but I understand uh, people feeling like a failure. There's been times in my life that I felt like a failure. Lord, how am I, I going to get past this? How am I going uh, to accomplish anything? How am I going to uh, get happy? How am I going to do anything? But boy, I'm telling you what, I've got good news for you. Uh, that jailer down there, when he was ready to take his own life, uh, Praise God, uh, these men that he'd been the jailer over them. Listen here, when he uh, was ready to take his own life uh, and he drew out his sword, Paul down here in verse 28, Paul cried with a loud voice, say, do thyself no harm for we are all here. Then the, the jailer uh, called for a light and sprang in and came trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas. Now, a few things here that just stands out special to me. Uh, I'm glad that Paul and Silas loved this jailer, even though uh, he seemed to be their enemy. Uh, uh, they weren't his enemy. Uh, they cared about him. And when this man was about to take his own life, uh, they, uh, Paul cried out said, Don't take your life. We're all here. Now, now think about this. Then the jailer asked for a light. That means they were there in the dark. Uh, how did uh, Paul know to cry out, do yourself no harm? I'm telling you what, God uh, stirs the heart of the church uh, and gives us a burden for people that's in need. Uh, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know exactly uh, how in a natural way. I couldn't have even told you how the church uh, had a burden for me and knew when I was lost and needed to get saved. But they did have. 
have. God gave them a burden. And boy, I'm telling you what, uh, when Paul uh, cried out to that man, don't, don't hurt yourself. Don't do you any harm. Don't do you any harm. We're still here. I'm glad the church is here for us. Uh, even in the midst of dark times and troubled times, the children of God uh, that are following the Lord, they're here for us. Let me tell you something today. I want to I kind of slow down just a little bit, but got more here I need to preach. Uh, I want you to think about this. If you're here today and you've never been saved, uh, you know uh, the main reason that the church is gathered here today is for you. We want to see you get saved. Now, I mentioned earlier, we had good fellowship, and there's a lot of love here. People were visiting and talking. Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, that would be worth coming here for, but that's not nearly our main interest in coming to church. I'm telling you what, uh, uh, Blaine, I taught about this this morning. Uh, he taught, what is the main thing that our goal is uh, as Christians? Uh, it's to live in such a way and do in such a way that we can be a light to somebody and we can help somebody get saved. That's our purpose in this world. Uh, that's our purpose in Jesus Christ is to be a help to somebody. I've talked to folks before and I say, well, I'm not nothing special about me. I can't be any help to anybody. I can't help anything. I don't know what. All we got to do is follow the Lord. He's the one that moves through us and reaches out to people. When Jesus said, let your light shine, where's my light come from? It's Jesus Christ that's in my soul. And if I'll keep my flesh cleaned up, I heard a preacher preach many years ago, and I've used this illustration before. Now, a lot of you folks probably never saw this, but when I was just a young man, we'd go down south to visit Grandma and Grandpa and go to their house. Now, that's before they ever had any electricity. They had old coal oil lamps in their house. And uh, Grandma, when we'd come in a lot of times, she'd say, well, we need uh, to get a little light here on the subject. She's, we need to be able to see each other. And she'd kind of laugh, and she'd go around, uh, she'd get the lamps, she'd take the globes off of them, and she'd wash the globes out real good, dry them real good and get them real good and shiny, light the fire back up and trim that wick and turn that fire back up, put that globe on her. Boy, you could see good. I'm telling you what, we need to keep our lives cleaned up like the globe on that lamp so that the light, which is Christ Jesus in us, can shine out powerful and people can see the Lord in us. And so we see here uh, when, the, when the prisoner, he called for a light and he came in there and he says, and here's what he said. He came in trembling. He fell down before Paul's house. He besought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He went past uh, the circumstances of the moment and saw what was the real need. He, he recognized these were men of God, and he recognized that what they'd been telling was the true thing, and he wanted to have what they had. He wanted to get saved. Uh, well, that kind of reminds me of back earlier in the chapter where we were talking to you about Lydia, and we'll connect these up in a little bit. When he came there and he said, What must I do to be saved? This uh, verse 32, And they spake unto him, the word of the Lord. They gave him the gospel. They told him. And here's what, and that doesn't print all this out here, but I can tell you what they told him. They gave him the word of the Lord. They said, God loved you enough that he sent his son to die on the cross of Calvary. He suffered. He, he lived a life that was full of trouble and pain. He, he suffered an agonizing death. He went to the cross and died. He was in the grave three days, and he got up. He's alive. He died, but he, he didn't stay dead. He got up out of the grave and he's alive. And he did that to bring salvation to you. God so loved the world. God so loved you. You can put your name in there if you want to. God so loved me. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son 
that if I or you uh, would believe in him, that we'd have eternal life and not have to perish and, and die and go down to hell. Uh, I, I put that all in my own words, uh, not trying to quote the scripture, trying to make a point. God loved us. That's, that's the story. Uh, I don't know all that they told him, but that's the essence of what they had to tell that jailer. God loved you. That's why he sent his son. He died and rose again. You can have salvation. You can have what we've got. Well, listen now, hear what happened. And so uh, verse uh, 33 said, He took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, and he and all his straightway, his family uh, got saved and got baptized too. Well, praise God. Now, the jailer didn't make his family get saved. Uh, Paul and Silas didn't make them get saved. But the effect uh, that the gospel had on this man, and then, then it had the same effect on his family. I'm telling you what, I'm glad that I've got a God that's big enough to reach my family. Now, God, God didn't promise us that every one of our relatives would get saved. He didn't promise us that every one of our friends would get saved. But I'll tell you what he did promise us. He promised us that they'd all have an opportunity, and he'd knock at their heart. Uh, let me go back into the book of John, chapter 1. I preached some from this just uh, maybe a month or two ago. But when Jesus was calling his disciples, and he called Andrew, well, before Andrew did anything else, uh, he went down. His brother was Simon Peter. He come down to Simon Peter. He said, Simon Peter, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Uh, come, I want you to go with me. And well, uh, so Simon Peter, him and Andrew went. Well, just a little bit later, uh, Jesus went down there and called Philip. Well, Philip, uh, when he heard about Jesus, and he was there with John, and he heard what John said about Jesus, and Jesus spoke, and he, he believed that before Philip did anything else. He had a good friend, wasn't his relative, but a good friend called Nathaniel. He went down and said, Nathaniel, he said, we found the one that Moses and the prophets have been prophesying of. He's here. He's real. We found him. And so Nathaniel, uh, and put in my words, said, well, I'll go with you too. Uh, Nathaniel went down there, and Nathaniel was a little doubtful at first, uh, but uh, Jesus recognized him. He said, you're the one that I saw under the fig tree. Uh, boy, well, what's that mean? Well, that's probably where I just imagine that's where Nathaniel first heard about him or first trusted him. What I'm trying to say is we've got an impact. If we get saved and we'll follow the Lord, we can help somebody else. And, and praise God, no matter how much trouble's going on. See, these men here, Paul and Silas, they seemed like they were in bad trouble, but they still followed God, and God still blessed it uh, when everything come out. Boy, talk about uh, coming out on top. Uh, what a blessed time that was. Now, so listen, a couple of things I want to sum up and then get you a song ready. A couple of things I want to sum up. If you get saved, follow the Lord and let your life show up to your family and your friends. And if you're here and you're not saved, recognize uh, what God has done for others that you might know about. Prob probably most of us here, that's not, if there's anybody that's not saved, you've probably got a good friend or a relative or somebody that you know about or somebody that you've seen uh, that something happened in their life and it changed their life. I'm telling you what, there's nothing that'll change your life like getting saved. And once you get saved, there's nothing that'll affect your life like following Jesus. Let's all stand up. Let's sing a song. I would to God today that somebody would come and get saved. God loves you. He cares about you. You can have salvation. You can get the same thing that Lydia got and her family got. You can get the same thing that the jailer got and his family got. And, and when you get saved, follow Jesus in baptism. Let your testimony shine and be a light to those that are around you. 
Well, I have no doubt that there's people here can get saved this morning. And when we, so go ahead and sing whenever you're ready. And when they sing, and right now, right here, I want to ask you to come. I want to ask you to come. Please, please come. We're not here to judge you. Not here to ask you questions. Not here to criticize you. Not here to try to force you to join the church. Heaven forbid. But we're here today to try to encourage you. If you're not saved, come and get saved. There's plenty of salvation for everybody. God offers it. God offers salvation. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. He didn't say maybe. He said, you'll get it. If you'll just seek me, you'll have it. You can find it. It'll be yours. I'll give it to you. God promised. God never breaks a promise. He's offering it today. Will you come right now? Just step out more yet. Let's just walk down to the altar. This is not complicated. Let's just walk down to the altar and bow down there. And we'll pray for you. And you can pray yourself and trust Jesus. And you can get saved today. Come on right now. Come on right now. Right here. Right now. Obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. A special family. Well, what is that special family, preacher? You said it wasn't Lydia's and it wasn't the jailer's. It's the family they were born into. See, probably, naturally, Lydia and that jailer were probably uh, no relation, naturally. But what she got and her family got and what the jailer got and his family got, they became part of the family of God. God gave his only begotten son so that we can all become children of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's what you look at. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That's what we talk about being born again. That's what the Bible means being born again. You can be born again this morning. Please come. Please come this morning. Please come. Come right now. Come right here. Please obey the Lord. Boy, I've got such a burden. I've got a burden for people across the house. And I don't mean that judgmentally. I mean that very heartfelt. I've got a concern. Will you come this morning? Come on. Don't be hesitant or shy or worried about this. You don't have to make a speech. Not a bit. But just just come and get saved. You don't even have to come and get saved. Nobody's going to make you. We're not trying to make you. God won't make you. But I'll tell you this. If you ever come to Jesus and get saved, you'll be glad. That's the best thing ever happened to me. That's the best thing that ever happened to me. Please come. Come this morning. Young or old, we need Jesus. Young or old, we need Jesus. Praise God. You know, sometimes we see the young children get saved. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we see older people get saved. Praise the Lord. 
and anything in between. Praise the Lord for anybody that gets saved. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Come. He said his yoke is easy. That has to be true. He wouldn't have said it. Amen. We just let you pause for a little bit and want to do a thing or two. With heads bowed and eyes closed. We do this a lot, so you're probably used to it. And I try to explain it. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody or put anybody on the spot. And, and people's not looking at you. And I, sometimes it just makes it a little easier to consider where we're at, it seems to me. And so that's why I do it this way. If you're here today and you're not saved, I'd like to ask you this. Would you just do this one simple thing? Would you just raise your hand up and say, pray for me? Boy, I appreciate that hand. Would there be another one across the house? I'm not going to point you out, not going to come to you or embarrass you or pick on you or anything of the kind. But would you just gently, quickly raise your hand? Appreciate that hand. Thank you for that hand. Would there be another one? I appreciate that hand. Thank you very much for that. Boy, those hands, they, they've touched my heart. I'm going to ask one more time. I'm not trying to be uh, delaying, but it just in my heart's just uh, so so concerned and so thrilled that people are recognizing that they're lost. Would there be another one that would recognize that you're lost? And you need to get, so just raise your hand right quickly. Just, you don't even have to raise it real high, just enough that I can get a glimpse of it. I appreciate the hands that's been raised. Okay, let me, let me go this way. Uh, if you're here today and you've been saved, but you're not in a place where you can really let your light shine, would you raise your hand and say, pray for me, I need to get in. I need to get back where I've got power with God. Would there be one that raise your hand that way? Just raise your hand saying, pray for me. I'm, I'm saved, but I'm, I'm not where I really need to be with the Lord. Appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? Okay, I want to ask, want to ask one more question. If you're here and it's puzzling to you, maybe it's a little puzzling, to understand all this but maybe you realize deep down you're not where you need to be with God whatever the whatever the details are I'm just not where I need to be with God would you raise your hand saying pray for me would there be another one raise their hands and pray for me anybody okay raise your head and open your eyes in just a minute we're gonna have them sing another song I'm so touched and so blessed with the people uh, that acknowledged, even by raising their hand, that they're not saved and they need to get saved. And I have a burden for you folks, a special. But I also have a special burden for some others here. I'm not sure exactly what your case is. I can't see your heart or read your mind, but there's some other folks that God's really pointed out to them, and my heart's pounding within me. I'm praying for you. And so God knows every case. And so I want to ask you, I'm, I'm going to ask you this way. Uh, when they sing a song again, I'm going to stand down in the front. Uh, if you'd like to take another step, if you'd just like to come up and shake hands, and once you get up here and shake hands, if you want to go back to your seat, well, you can. Uh, nobody will hold you, but once you get up here and shake hands, if you feel like staying on the altar and praying, well, that would be wonderful. So while we sing this song, please do that. Please do that. Would you come? Take the next step. You know, if we're going somewhere, we take the first step to start. 
then we take the next step in the right direction. Would you come today? Just If it's just to shake hands, go back to your seat. That's up to you. I, I won't try to hold on to you. Would you just, just make that step? Make that move. Now, if you want to stay and pray, wonderful. We'll do that. But that's up to you. Totally your choice. Totally up to you. Would you come? Boy, my heart has a longing in it today. Nothing, nothing can keep you from moving except you. Satan isn't big enough to stop you. He will try and he will, he will put things in your way and he'll put thoughts in your mind. But God's bigger than that. And if God's calling you, he's made a way for you to come. Satan cannot stop you from coming if it's in your heart and your choice. See, choose ye this day whom you will serve. That's in the book. If you feel like coming, please come. If you've been to the altar before, need to come again, come again. <coughs> if you've never been to the altar and need to come, come right now. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> please obey the Lord. Please come. Still very heavy, but I, I don't know where to go from there. I believe they may be going to sing a song. Let's, let's really pray. Pray while we come. And uh, I sure thank the Lord for the young people coming. I appreciate those songs. It's already been sung. <clears throat> but praise God for these young people. If you're here today, and God is stirring your heart. You know, I try to say this often. God doesn't speak to us like a man with a loudspeaker. Uh, I'm glad we've got a sound system here. It makes it even easier for a bunch of people to hear. And so God uses the gospel, obviously. But when God speaks to you personally and individually, it's more than just sound of words. It's the feel of God's presence, God's spirit, speaking to you down inside. And it's an awareness. When you become aware that you're lost and you, you face that and you realize that, then the next step is seeking the Lord to remedy that. And so while the young people sing today, I want to beg with you and plead with you. If you just feel the touch of the Lord's hand and you realize that you need to get saved or renew up, Please, please come. Uh, sorry, sorry. This is a song. There's only, there's only two choices here. You choose Jesus or you don't. It's yeah. not hard. It's, Amen. Just, it's a 50-50 shot. It's choose Jesus or don't. Amen. Amen. I have searched to find the meaning of this life. Obey the Lord. Something that Listen. would fill my empty soul. Come? come on. 
Everybody here, obey the Lord. Choose darkness over light. Would you come? But I will stand come and on. let the Please world obey the Lord. know. Please obey. I choose Jesus. If you need to encourage somebody, if God will let you, I encourage you. Please obey the Lord. Please obey Come on, children. Come on home. Amen. I stand unashamed. Yeah. Trusting in one name. Cause I have seen the cross Listen. and I oh, come. believe. Come on. This choice come on. comes out of course. Come on. All other things are If there's lost. another reason you need no to come pray. Maybe it's just to get closer to the Lord. Ask God a question. The altar is available. Come, use the altar. It's for us. Use the altar. God's here. Use the altar. Whatever the need. Listen to that song. Please, Jesus, help us. Oh, my God, help us. Please obey the Lord this morning. Please obey the Lord. Amen. Maybe somebody up here needs to come. You're welcome. I wouldn't have had option to choose him. Amen. Thank the Lord and praise the Lord. Thank God for being here and moving powerful and speaking to people's hearts. And thank God for the church that's got a burden that's praying. Anything else on anybody's heart before we turn over for the announcements? Amen. And uh, they probably, they probably in a, in a sense, thought they was in real bad trouble. Amen. But the jailer was the one that was in real bad trouble. Amen. That's right, buddy. No matter what happened, I've been in situations in my life where I could have easily died. 
Right. But I could look at the situation and know in my heart that if I did, I'd just go to a better place. Amen. If you're not in a place where you got that comfort and that peace in your heart, you're the one that's in trouble. Amen. Boy, that's well said. Right on the point. Anybody else? All right, just be seated and we'll get to... I have a few things. Um, the first thing is, is we appreciate everyone that's brought donations um, for that family that we've adopted this season. Um, and that tree, the giving tree, it is actually um, out on the ramp, um, going towards the ramp into the fellowship hall. So if you still have donations um, that you have brought this morning or that you're going to be bringing, um, you can just sit them right out there. Um, I think there's still a few ornaments left, so there still is opportunity to donate if you would like to. And we plan on giving those items um, to this family on December 3rd, so you still have about a week left. So um, that's the first thing. Um, also, if you are wanting to sign up for the Gatlinburg trip, um, it's going to be March 8th through the 10th. Like we've said, um, we still um, are ha we still have a sign-up sheet and. Um, we would like for you to sign up if you would like to go on that trip. It is $25 to sign up. Um, and I plan on booking um, our Gatlinburg um, cabin within the next week or so. So I need to have an idea of how many people are going so we know how big of a cabin to get. So um, it's very important that if you are wanting to go that you let me know that here within the next week. And the last thing is, is um, the Krispy Kreme fundraiser is wrapping up so um, if you are somebody that has one of those um, order forms and you've been selling donuts um, please get that back to uh, me or chase um, and keep selling if you want to everybody loves donuts so it is the time to gain weight and then lose it in the new year Okay, of course, next Sunday is going to be our Christmas play, and it's at regular service time at 6 p.m. Um, and next Sunday, third grade and up is going to be all day. Under third grade, come at 4 p.m. And some of you might be nervous and say, my gosh, my, my, third, my under third grade hasn't done their thing yet. It's okay. They'll, they'll, it'll, it's all going to work out. They'll, uh, it, we're going to show them that day what to do it's that simple and uh, today I need the the older kids the high school kids who are involved in uh, I'll just say the mind's eye they'll know what I'm talking about nativity stuff at the end of the play we're gonna stay after church just for a little bit to work through a few things they're doing and uh, I would really like to thank people that have been praying and people that brought food uh, Andrew's help he's built some stuff for us and everybody, uh, it's been amazing, but I'd really like to thank my wife. Um, I'm 50 years old. I, I forget more than I normally do. And uh, she, she's been such a help to me. And, uh, you know, people, I, don't, I must be mean because people don't contact me. They get a hold of her. <laughs> they don't talk to me. But, um, and then she, she tells me. But 
Please pray for the Christmas play. Third grade and under, uh, come at four next week. Third grade and up, staying all day. We're going to eat, have a rehearsal, and I hope it's a good spirit, and Terry has to preach for an hour afterwards. In the fellowship hall afterwards? So there will be refreshments after the church Christmas play service out in the fellowship hall. Thank you. If you want to bring cookies, that would be greatly appreciated. So that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate those announcements, and I got to want to give you some more information. Uh, got it here on my phone, so I get it right. This is uh, concerning uh, uh, Danny's funeral and his arrangements. Uh, they'll be having viewing from two to four and six to eight on Tuesday, November the twenty-eighth. This will be at the Lighthouse Baptist Church, and the funeral service will begin at one o'clock on Wednesday. Now, they'll have an hour viewing before the funeral on Wednesday. And so that's for Danny Mason. So uh, please keep praying for Danny's family. And if you can go to that viewing or the funeral or both, well, that, I know that would be uplifting to them. And uh, so we'll give you the information for Mr. Kasky when uh, we get that. We don't have it yet. And uh, so anything else before we come to a close? Sure, thank you for being here today. Thank God for everybody that's here. If nothing else, we'll ask those that seated to stand. As we bow our heads in reverence of prayer, we'll ask Brother Jay to pray dismissal.